Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, Clinton Baptiste here with Linda Bloody Pollock. How are you, Linda? I'm very well, thank you. Oh, that's good. Can I just, well, first of all, I just want to say, but maybe we need a, a better way of starting the show. I always, fin- I always start like that. Oh, hello, you know, namaste, something like that. It's maybe natural, we... isn't it? That's how we talk. I mean, well, we have been sitting together gossiping for about half an hour, so it is maybe a little bit... The, do you know what, ladies and gentlemen, if only you could be here, we've just been in my kitchen yeah. chatting. And maybe that's where the that's real... That's the show go- everyone wants. That's the show everyone wants. If you come to the 100 Club, and yes, that's right, you can hear the squeaking. going to get me a cup of tea. The squeaking, I have not fixed the chair. It's very, very squeaky. It's not, WD-40, it's not my it's not bottom hip. making that noise. It's not her bottom or her hip or her... Cock. Anyway, please, <laughs> please, you are welcome. Please, you are welcome, sir, to this. Prithy. <laughs> prithy, thee, prithy thee, sir. God gee, good Ian. And uh, I just want to. Now, look. What? I know that we do advertise for people to send in their recordings on Skype. And we rarely, rarely. Well, I rarely listen to them, but <laughs> we rarely get any, is, is no, the point. because as we all know, it's mostly bollocks. Yeah. However, I did check... And An this... admission from you there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm busy. I can't listen to everything, can I? And It's a lot of rubbish. <laughs> but, but this was amazing, because David Bowie himself... What? ...got in touch on my Skype number uh, from the afterlife to leave us this recording. All right, Clinton, Bab. It's David Bowie. You're the greatest paranormalist and medium that I've ever had the pleasure of being channeled by since I've been in the afterlife. Cheers, our kids. Ta-da. How about that? Very interesting there. How about that? And if you're out there, David Bowie or George Michael, um, Buddy Holly, any of the dead pop stars... Please get in touch with us on 018927111198. 018927111198. And don't make it too long because I don't think it's got the capacity 
to record. I suspect David Bowie might be a bit busy now because Tina Turner has joined him in the afterlife, of course. God rest her. And we do know what happened there. I know what you're going to say and it's very, very dirty. Look what on happened? TikTok. You'll see it, what happened. He mouths... Sh- he said he's... He- They'd been, on, have, they'd been having on. it off the night before, is the yeah, legend. That's right. And you can see a clip on TikTok of him whispering in her ear as they dance in front of everyone assembled in a stadium. Are you going to say it? Go on. I'm not going to say it. He says something really dirty about his... Willie. About his Willie. It was actually a rectangular shape. No, he didn't say that. He said, <laughs> he said something else. But anyway, yes, that is David Bowie. And presumably he did have some sort of shenanigans with... Yes, there's another video circulating where she's asked about it and she says she can't say. But her reaction, I think she's talking to Jonathan Ross, her reaction is one of a guilty woman. Oh my goodness me. And of course she can't libel the dead so no one's going to do me for saying that now. Well, thank you very much for that. We've lost half Traducing, the audience. We've gone Googling. Introducing tra- the reputation, is that the word? Yes. Of a well, a well-loved, two well-loved pop stars. I do love both of those people. I love both of them. Do you remember, I felt, what was really intriguing was the other week, we were only talking about Tina Turner, and I was saying how disgusting it is the thought of a steamy windows yes. with emphysema trying to get out of the car after a, a sex encounter. I felt bad about that because I thought people would go, oh, that's really out of order. That was before she died. Yeah, but right? obviously you were channeling some thoughts about her. Oh, what she's getting up to up there with David Bowie. Bloody Steamy hell. windows is the least of it. Okay, let's get on with the bloody show. Linda, what have you been up to? You went to see Little Mermaid, is that right? Oh, I went to see the Little Mermaid. What was it like? It was wet. Nice. <laughs> I went to that one where they um, fling you about in your seat and squirt you in the oh, eye. Oh, it's that one, squirting yeah, you in the eye. Go yeah, on. I turned my water off on the quiet because, my God, I was wearing a light-coloured top. I didn't want to be splattered. That's really strange. Why did they turn it? They, you turned t- it off. Oh, you can turn it off yeah, at the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can But you? they had this effect that they hadn't used in Titanic, another wet film we went to, Yeah. Um, where um, there was like little jets by your ears. Oh my god. So when, for example, and this isn't a spoiler, everyone knows that there's a, yeah. a, a shipwreck in the Little Mermaid. It's the whole point of it, right? Yeah. Um when you're in the water, all that's going on, and then there'll be like a plank of wood that flies past your ear roll yeah. in the three D yeah. and he goes, so you move your head. Really? Yeah. That got a bit wearing. I did get a bit of a neck ache after Funny that. you should say that, because I, when I saw Pirates of the Caribbean with Orlando Bloom, there was a plank of wood on the screen. In. <laughs> oh, that's Oh, but isn't he pretty, though? Oh, he's pretty, but he's not the greatest actor. <laughs> anyway, those in glass houses, those in glass houses. I, the thing I was thinking, you know these kids' films? I've been, I've, I've been reading up on them recently. Mm. The Little Mermaid come in for some stick, wasn't it? Because the, the Little Mermaid was mixed race. People are so stupid. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the crab is Jamaican. They've not That's got right. a problem with that. It's all, I know. So why would she be a Caucasian person? I don't know. The other one that was uh, intriguing to me was uh, Barbie. You know, a lot of, lot of uh, you know, sort of media commentators say it wasn't, it didn't acknowledge the camp of Barbie. What? It's 
for children, you moppet. Well, I don't know where the Barbie is. I think Barbie's got quite a lot of arch humour for the grown-ups too. I'm looking forward to it. Does it? it? Well, yeah. I, I, apparently not enough, according to review. It doesn't acknowledge the campery of Barbie. And you get it with with the uh, Star Wars people. Oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't think this and that. You know, mostly men, I will say, who live with their moms. Gatekeepers. That's what they call it. Gatekeepers. That's right. People going right now. You think you're having fun with this, but actually, you, it's because you don't know enough about it. Oh, it's bollock. It's for chi- it's a children's it's a toy. Barbie is a toy. Oh, a mermaid is a God. pretend thing. Apart from you know, if we're going to speak to one of our guests who believes she talks to them, you know, it's yes, an imaginary no, I do believe. supernatural being. I do believe her. But for those people who want to, you know, pour all their adult scorn all over children's programs and films, <laughs> that's what I say to you. We didn't make it for you. Try and get a girlfriend. That's that's a start, isn't it? I want to draw your attention immediately, immediately, mm. Linda, to this person in the letters page of Fate and Fortune. We've neglected our, um, well, our caring, sharing agony aunt. Yes. St- uh, you know, end of the, the podcast. No one writes in with us to sort out it's any problems. It's as if problems. they don't trust us with their sensitive Why problems. Why don't you? Why don't you trust us? We've lived a little. Mm. Please read this out from Fate and Fortune. I've been a medium and into spiritualism all my life. Yeah. One day I was at home and felt some words given to me, but I ignored them. Ooh, fatal. They kept coming, so I jotted them down and I was astounded to see I'd written a poem. Right. I asked Spirit who was giving me these words and I was stunned to hear the name Ted Hughes. Me too, because he would have thought this was absolute bollocks. Ted Hughes, former poet laureate, right? (laughs) I couldn't believe such a famous poet was using me to get poetry back out there in spirit message form. Yeah, and this lady is Jill Pakes. She's just just a lady who's written in to uh, take a break, fate and fortune. Go on. So I asked him for confirmation. I went to make a cuppa and then I sat down to watch a TV show I'd recorded a week before. Thank you. It was called Sylvia and it was about Ted Hughes' wife. Who was that? Sylvia, Sylvia Plath. Sylvia Plath. Did not have a very happy life with Ted no, Hughes, let's, no, let's no, say. No. For the third time that day, I was amazed. This was all the confirmation I needed. No, you'd recorded it a week before, so obviously it was in your mind. You absolute melt. All right, this is the best bit now. I work with Ted, and I wrote more poems, sharing my story. In Take a Break's Fate and Fortune, yes, that's what he would have wanted. <laughs> I now publish them in a book called Messages from Absent Friends. Again, a very Hughesy type. Um, yeah, very title. much. That's just what he would have wanted. You know, <laughs> a nice free download on Amazon. <laughs> they are heartfelt, not Ted Hughesish, and comforting to all who read them. That's Jill, Jill Pakes. Pakes. Oh, now, Jill. Uh, Jill Pakes. Honestly, I I was so intrigued with this to hear what her poetry was like in her collaboration with one of the 20th century's most brilliant. Poets. But he was very, I mean, Ted Hughes was very no-nonsense in his poetry. I Absolutely. don't remember an awful lot about my teachings of him when I was at school, but I do remember nature red in tooth and claw, this idea that, you know, far from being uh, happy-go-lucky free animals, most of yeah. them are scared and hungry all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'd be interested to see what comfort he's going to give us now. Well, Jill Pegg's a book is, uh, this is a review, I think she's, I think she's reviewed it herself. A beautiful book of messages from our loved ones. It's called Messages from Absent Friends, presumably also from Ted Hughes, um, William Shakespeare, (laughs) Sylvia Plath. A beautiful book 
of messages from our loved ones in spirit, written as short stories in poem form from the husband who passed away on holiday, who wants his wife to know he's sorry, to the partner who came home after a row with her loved one to find he'd taken his own life. This is cheery. Oh my God. He says it was stupid to have left you. To the little child who drowned, he says, don't blame yourself, Mum. The messages are for whoever can understand the words. The words are comforting. And they show our loved ones are still with us. Treat yourself today uh, with presumably... I don't know whether Ted Hughes is on that, but I mean, for someone who was Poet Laureate from 1984, I would say he's gone down a peg. <laughs> Maybe he's lost it in the afterlife. Maybe he's gone soft. Maybe he's gone soft. I tried to get in touch with Jill Pakes. Jill, if you're listening, you didn't answer my message. Can you answer it or get Ted Hughes to, to answer... <laughs> Now, we got an email this week from a bloke called Dan Baines. A bit like Jamie Penn, he's someone who likes to join in. Right. And you do sort of sometimes wonder, he's not like me, he doesn't have the gift like me. You do wonder, how can someone have so many supernatural experiences? And yet, Linda, you've had none. Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Maybe some people want it more than I do. Maybe they do. Hi, Clinton and Linda. I hope you're well. Loving the latest episode. Very kind. As Linda is into cats... How did you know that? You often say it. I know, I'm joking. As Linda is into... Do let me know when you are joking. That that, that would be handy for the listeners. Uh, Here's an account of my midnight encounter with a big black pussy. He's trying to be funny there. On Dartmoor. Begin. Gutter Tor Refuge sits in a remote copse of pine trees surrounded by impressive rocky outcrops overlooking the moors. What's this, the bloody brochure? He, he does. <laughs> I've got to warn you, he's quite proud of his descriptive writing. Once the location of a 700-year-old medieval settlement. piss, because I have asked people to write in. <laughs> I know, but, I mean, there's writing and then there's... Yeah, well, he's done this with a quill. I, stop the music, stop the music. I think... It goes on for ages, this thing. We haven't got time. He, what he is doing... This is part of a book, apparently, <laughs> according to Dan Bates. We're going to speak to him in a minute. Yeah, cough all the way through it. Right, go on. <laughs> oh, dear. He's tickled me. The site had been commandeered by the Royal Navy for survival and leadership training and is still in use to this day. Once we were roughing it outside the two allocated camping areas while the staff enjoyed the luxury of the small bunkhouse cosily protected from the elements by a blanket of thick evergreens. yes. Before the finale of the big yomp to Princetown, we will be taught basic survival techniques, map reading, and the core of all naval operations, regardless of duties on land or at sea, watch keeping. The watch system was typically four-hour shifts, but to ensure that everyone had a go, they would split them to give us each a two-hour watch. Unfortunately for me, I'd been given the watch, which meant I was up between the ungodly hour of 2 and 4 a.m., A gloved, camouflaged arm reached into my bivvy and briskly shook me awake from an unsatisfying short nap, followed by two slaps around the face. You are a shit. Baines, wake up, you lazy bastard. You're on watch, rasped Spike. Try not to wake up my two bivvy buddies. Spike was a wily cockney with a beard of acne scars and a missing front tooth. Sounds a bit like Barry's wife, Margaret, upstairs from me. I wiped the drool from the side of my cheek and shuffled towards the bivvy exit with my gun strapped to my back and my camp beret, oh, sorry, damp beret, perched on my head like a blue helicopter landing pad. He's very descriptive. Oh, he's so his worried. Writing. So worried. The night was warm and clear, but my eyes had not yet adjusted to the darkness as I staggered and tripped over guy lines and the remnants of last night's disappointing ration-packed dinner 
As I mumbled and chunted, I swung my SA-80 rifle around to my front and fumbled for my right-angled torch to light the way. My pocket was empty and I reasoned that it must have fallen out as I exited the bivvy. Bollocks, I grumbled, no need for language. Too late to go back and get it! So I continued my perilously dark path towards the main gate, getting spooky. I headed up a short dirt track, wide enough for an old Bedford troop carrier and flanked by rows of tall trees and bushes. The trees either side of me felt eerily claustrophobic and through my blinkered view of Dartmoor, I could see the glow of Princetown in the distance as the stars cast a bluish hue over the purple heather and rocky outcrop. It's like bloody William Wordsworth. Alone, I stood in the inky darkness, surrounded by the ethereally nebulous Dartmoor. The night was silent, apart from the intermittent breeze gently swaying the tops of the trees. I leant on the gate, my left foot resting on the bottom bar, rifles slung around on my back, and so began the longest two hours of my life, which it appears we're living in real time. <laughs> well, you keep bloody interrupting, don't you? About your pencil. Right. The right... Where are we? The stillness and silence. The stillness and silence of the night heightened my senses. About half an hour into the watch, I began to get the uncanny feeling of being watched. Seeing a ghost up my fanny. I felt uneasy enough to swing my rifle back round, hand firmly on the pistol grip, finger hovering over the trigger. As this was a training exercise, we'd been issued with empty magazines. What well, could didn't think you'd have time to be reading <laughs> when you're on duty. No bayonet, and the muzzle was covered in a yellow blank firing attachment. The rifle was probably less used than a large stick, but the fact that it was a real gun made me feel safer than I would have done without it. Then I heard it. No more than six feet away, in trees to my right, came the low, guttural growl of something really big. Oh, sorry, wrong one. I turned towards the sound, the useless rifle now tucked into my shoulder, ready to fire 25 rounds of fresh air into the direction of the deep, brooding grumble. Whatever it was, it was right there in front of me. No more than a few feet of dirt track separated where I stood from the tree line, where the sound continued to rumble. I slowly took two steps back. The heel of my boot cracked a twig. And that's when the creature let out a loud feline ululation, a yowl, an exclamation, sorry, and a hiss so thunderous, sorry, that I was sure without some doubt some monster cat, probably bigger than myself, was lurking, was lurking in the darkness at my face, and it wasn't at all happy. With the gate to my left and the trees to my rear, my only exit was down the path to... It was an accident. Sorry, that's <laughs> gone off. Rear. That's gone off. The Sorry. staff bunkhouse. <laughs> my heart welled in my dry mouth. I could feel the tingle of adrenaline surge through me as I readied myself for the beast's attack. With my empty weapon poised, I strained to see where the creature was. No use. Of course, I could see nothing without my torch, and squinting, I took another backward step towards the trees. <gasps> No sooner had my boot made second contact with the ground, another screaming, breathy hiss pierced the night, more terrifying than the first. Even though I was horrified, horrified, <laughs> I was which is near Hereford, I was also adamant that I was going to stand my. You can be whoever you like nowadays. I would not turn and run if watching an American werewolf in London over fifty times had taught me one thing: it was not. Uh, to run or turn your back on slavery night creatures. Werewolf or not, I can tell the session of blood-curdling growls and caterwauls that a huge creature was right in front of me. 
I've been watching you sitting on the toilet with your trousers and, and your, your pants, pants down. down. No time for that. Come on then, you bastard. Oh. I grunted through grit. I grunted? Grunted. <laughs> I grunted through grit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> through grit, gritted teeth. As I shuffled my footing into a position strong enough to take a potential attack. Come on! This time louder and accompanied by an aggressive jolt forward looking through the iron sights of my empty gun. Then I heard it move away. A rustle of undergrowth followed by a guttural rumble of defeat. Well, it's, it's naughty. The tree line towards the gate swayed slightly as the beast made its way to the gate. Then in the blink of an eye, I saw a black shadow of sleek velvet leap over the wall, followed by the soft sound of something heavy landing on padded feet. I walked cautiously to the gate, my gun still in my shoulder, finger on the trigger, and I looked out into the starlit moors to see nothing but barren heath and shadow. In the distance, I could hear the bray of Dartmoor ponies and the bleat of sheep as something predatory disturbed the peace of the moor. I was sure that the beast was going to return and I would end up being the first member of the British Armed Forces killed by a big cat on home soil. I wondered briefly whether Her Majesty would issue a posthumous medal for such a death and if my coffin would still be draped in a royal ensign. Probably not. Certainly not the heroic epitaph I'd envisioned. But one that would surely secure me a place in the annals of weird Anglo history. You do have a dirty bottom, I've seen it. Oh, sorry, it was annals, not anything else. <laughs> We're going to speak to Dan Baines now, the frankly beautifully, the beautifully articulate, evocative imagery from Dan Baines there, as we get him now on Zoom. When were you in the military? Um, from 1991 to 1999. Why did you leave? Um, it was when the Labour government were doing all the cuts. So I, there was no really room for promotion or to do the job I wanted. And I was in a bit of a niche area. So I just decided to leave and go back to university. Do you know something? Just while I've got you and we're talking about military, I had a terrible moment this week. I, may, I, I think my frontal lobe has gone. I've oh. lost all sense of what is appropriate or what isn't. Have you ever had that? I had. A, yes, I have had that. Thank you. I uh, have had someone in doing a little bit of DIY work. And it turns out uh, a friend of mine who was around said, oh, apparently he was in Afghanistan uh, with the army oh, fighting. God. Oh, God. And me, bold as brass, took him a cup of tea and said to him, oh, I hear you're in Afghanistan. Did you kill anyone? Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> I don't know what the rules are, but I would suspect it's not something you ask. I don't know why I said that. What I meant to say was something along the lines of, were you in the front line? What, you know, were you did, busy? Were you busy? busy? Was it a desk job or was it, you know, hands on? And he looked at me and just went, yeah, yeah, I did. I was, you know, I was in the front line. And I went, all right. And and he said, then I came back for a second tour of duty and I just had a desk job. And I went, all right. And then I told this person that I had had this encounter with him who said to me, you fucking idiot. Why did you do that? And I said, I don't know. So next I had to go out and say, yes, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Yesterday when I asked you about that and whether you had PTSD. <laughs> In the end, he was so shaky, he couldn't really carry on with the job. No, that's not true. Dan, you're now a writer. You clearly believe you saw what that night? It was a humour, definitely. Yeah, I've had um, quite a few interviews about it in the past yeah. and I've done a little bit of research but I didn't really tell anyone about it till quite a few years after because right. it happened in the basic training and 
I just didn't want anyone to take the piss out of me. So I just kept it quiet and then spoke about it later on. I was probably only a few feet away from it, but mm. when it ran away, that's when I actually physically saw it jump over the fence. Now, Linda yeah. is nodding her head. Yes. This is <laughs> one I do believe. What? Yeah. The big cat thing. The big cat thing, I believe, because I know, I think it was in the 70s that people used to keep all kinds of shit, right, as mm. as pets, yes. exotic animals. And in the 70s, a new law, I think, I think it was then, came in where you had to be, have a license. So a lot of people just, like, turned them out. So there was all kinds of stuff running about. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that two of these cats found each other and there's a little colony going on out there. Okay. And it's so wild and remote out there, that's where they'd go. All right, can I say, all right, five points, five points for being open to this sort of yeah. thing. For but once! That, but that's science and biology, that's not right. spookiness. Okay. However, there's also a school of thought which says it was an exotic beast i mean more exotic than the puma a magical beast a oh, big right. beast a yeah. sort of um no. what's the dartmoor beast that's uh, the, the beast of dartmoor that people the beast talk of about, dartmoor. yeah which is a sort of bigger more kind of menacing more legend you know stuff of legend like the hound of the Baskerville. like that so well, yes that, that turned out just to be a dog didn't it <laughs> linda you've gone halfway there why won't you join us I'm because out my... I believe that it could be a puma, but I don't believe it could be some sort of devil dog or something with glowing eyes, I don't know, that farts rainbows. I'm not going there. But I do believe that, as Jeff Goldblum once famously said, yes. life finds a way. Did it fart rainbows, Dan? It didn't. No, no. I can't even remember it smelling that much, to be honest. I was. It was so... It happened really quickly, but... in. In the heat at the moment, I can't even remember the smell, but there's definitely no rainbows or farts. No. Do you think that I am barking up or growling up the wrong tree in this case? Well, do you think it's some sort of... Meowing up... Yeah, I mean, I've got him on here because... I think it's mystical. Well, partly because he was one of the few emails that got in touch, but also <laughs> because I like to think there is something magical, mystical, paranormal about it. Was there anything paranormal about it, Dan? There wasn't at the time, but afterwards I did a few fairy festivals. Here we um, go. Well, I've done, I've done of course you did. <laughs> Each to their own. Everyone's allowed to do that. We're all very open about that. It's the Navy. I've heard that rumour. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> hey, yeah, go on. Crossing the line. Uh, <laughs> insert, insert joke about semen here. I can't <laughs> But there's somewhere in there somehow. Go on. No, I went to a fairy festival in Wales and I told that story about the big cat on Darkmoor and this... Mm creepy old lady took me to one side yeah she was very witch-like and she yeah. said these big cats that are spotted because they're spotted in wales as well and all over the country she said they're actually shape-shifting witches that, which is why they've never, never been that, caught that is what i'm alluding to a bit like a red indian uh can i say that red indian no, well, native said, american, uh, native american like a skinwalker you've right. let yourself down there with the red indian top i don't um, think you know i don't think you knew i was there in the first place because i was leaning on the gate um because there's a car park where doggers yeah. come oh. you know, down the road and Just, i was oh. kind of leaning on the fence but um, i know a little something about cats <laughs> there. no you know one or two things about dogging as well <laughs> But also just leaning on the fence, just casually yeah. there. And then oh. you want, then you wonder why the Labour Party uh, reduced the numbers. Anyway, <laughs> see, there's your answer. Well, I'm your party I hadn't political broadcast. <laughs> right. I hadn't bathed for a while, for a, 
for a few days Good. or showered yeah. and I was all in camouflage and I was in the dark. So when I heard it, I think I surprised it as much as it surprised me. So it was a kind of a standoff and then it backed off and ran away. Mm. Have you ever killed anyone? <laughs> <laughs> that is not the sort of question you no, ask. You're correct. Correct. It's always the first question. time, isn't it, Dan? It's always the <laughs> first time. Dan, thank you very much. Good luck with the book. When is that coming out? I don't know. I've been writing it for 10 years, so it's a bit of a slow process. Yeah, okay. Well, look, thank you very much. If you come across any more shapeshifters, skinwalkers yeah. or um, doggers, do let us know. <laughs> And uh, once again, Dan, thank you. I mean, he's a good guest. Yeah, he's a good guest. Him and Jamie Penn are on every bleeding week. <laughs> All right, Dan. Lots of love. Thank you very much. Take thank care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Do you remember, Linda, last week we spoke to Jane Dealey? How can I forget? Jane Dealey, and she was talking about a mobile phone that flew off a, what was it, an armchair? The arm or of a chair. The yeah. arm of a chair. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Well, listening back to the interview, just like the Amanda Abington one, do you remember that? Yes. I heard this. See if you can pick up on it. She just ignores it. Nothing, nothing like that's happened to her. It was only when I was there, so it's it's obviously me, isn't it? You, yeah. Jane, that was one spooky thing. And now that is the sound of a spirit somewhere in the ether, don't uh, you think? Well, it sounds like you're breathing, but that doesn't sound, doesn't sound like me breathing. It can Does... be a little bit wheezy. All right, let's have another listen. She just ignores it. Nothing, nothing like that's happened to her. It was only when I was there, so it's it's obviously me, isn't it? You, yeah. I have. Let's have. Let's listen to it in isolation. Have a listen to this. That's spooky. Well, that is what I've done. Sounds like sinuses. No, what I did was I took the trouble. This, I know you don't believe this. I've got in touch with our um, forensic audio engineer. Right, if that's Laurie. Laurie, yes. We spoke to him as well, didn't we? And I know he's a bit funny about this stuff. Yeah, but he's the one who discovered the, the one in the first place with Amanda. Exactly. So he has slowed it down. Have a listen to this. This is that spooky sound right. of a ghost. Okay. Uh, slowed down to, uh, uh, what's it? A fifth of a, of the speed. Right. right. A fifth of the speed. Have a listen to this. <laughs> you thought that was spooky? Have a listen to this. This is slowed down by ten. Hobgoblins, then, is it? Hobgoblins. Thank you, Linda. Proof. Spirit is here! It would be remiss of us not to. Well, welcome back onto the podcast, Sandrea Mossas. <laughs> Off to the giggle sea we go. <laughs> well, yeah. This is. Uh, well, as you. Uh, well no regular listeners and i can't well unless anyone's come on board and doesn't know what we do here this is a lady sandrea mosses who writes in uh, take a break fate and fortune and can speak to those people beyond the celestial veil i believe it muggins here doesn't believe it 
She's the Judith Chalmers of the spirit world, Absolutely. right? She makes the afterlife sound like a rather rather boring yeah. uh, 80 to 85s holiday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, she doesn't do it justice. She so the, here's what I've... I, Here's my psychic powers, right? Go on. We're about to hear about someone yeah. who misses their loved one, yes. but is having a lovely time going yeah. fishing, but not fishing, just talking to the fish and swimming in bubble racks. Not quite that, but what's the other thing that a lot of these people say to Sandrea that they do up there in beyond the Celestial Veil? Go to a... Uh, a pub, but yes. no drinking. I don't know about the drinking, but this fella... There's no booze there. There's no booze there. Out. It's like a really shit pub. Please put on the spooky music as Sandrea Mosses uh, makes contact with Debbie Gwynn's dad, Jeff, who is on the other side. How good to hear from you. But you know, I'm always by your side, don't you? Just a whisper away. You've all felt me near, but you're never fully convinced it's me. I stood behind your mum. I was so close, and yet she still doubted it was me. Tell her I'm fed up with her doubting. I've tried moving stuff, breezes across her face. Oh, Christ. <laughs> breezes across her face, and shadows, uh, shadows out of the corner of her eyes. And still she starts off by saying she thought I had been to... And still, she starts off by saying she thought I had been to see... What the fuck is this? She thought I'd been to see her that day. I don't and know. And she doubts me. Then there's a load of stuff about how he was very ill, which we will <laughs> pass over. As he did. As he did. Oh, God! We call reliving previous experiences going on the time machine. Through our work with our guides, we may decide to go back to a time of hardship, pain or discord in our lives and we literally step back into the role, either by being ourselves or by observing close by. It's like it's really happening all over again. We learn so much from these sessions as they enable to us to move on in our lives, understanding what we did well and also what we did not do well. So like an appraisal, really. At work. Like a work appraisal. You people at home, don't fast forward this, but it gets funnier in a minute. <laughs> it goes to the pub. We learn how we could have managed something better and this experience frees us from the, our past. Well, what's the point? You're dead now. What's the point? This might sound really weird, if a little boring, but <laughs> as we relive and resolve, we untangle the energy threads. Unsold issues appear as knots in our timeline. They look like fine, intrinsic, multicoloured threads. What? What have they put intrinsic in there for? I think... Shall I tell she you what? Intricate. Stop the music. She mean intricate? I think what they're trying to do is sound a little bit intelligent, yeah. intellectual. But they've thrown a word in there that doesn't belong, don't you think? Well, do me, just now we had a woman who's claiming to write poetry for fucking ten views. This is, <laughs> this is nothing. I guess this podcast is all words that don't quite make sense. <laughs> None of it makes... Look, I, I'm being cynical. I'm being cynical because I do believe... This. I just find this a little bit... You know, stretches credulity a bit. <laughs> in, intrinsically. Uh, intrinsic multicoloured threads wrapped around each other by resolving our issues. The knots dissolve... And the energy is released. My God, it sounds like a string, doesn't it? Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. Indeed. I think if I had understood how my energy remains tied to situations or people where there has been upset, I would have... Miserable bastard yeah. on Earth. I would have tried to resolve all my issues while I was on Earth, freeing myself from these mini-burdens. <laughs> 
Not Mini Bowden, that's uh, for children. <laughs> very expensive. Yeah, but, very expensive. But great quality, washes up lovely. Wonderful quality, you see. There you are. <laughs> I miss you all so very much, Debbie, I really do. But I'm happy here and I'm at peace. There's so much to do. Here we go. But at the moment, I've been concentrating on healing my soul. We've got to heal our souls, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, we've got to heal our souls, yeah. <laughs> Particularly in this weather, because you can get very, very sweaty and it can change. And returning my energy to its full strength and vitality. When we've been ill, it takes a while to return to normal. It just means we do not have the energy we should have. We tire easily. Oh, God. Oh, God. We Stop moaning. <laughs> Stop moaning. He was moaning in the beginning because he was standing behind his wife and goosing her and she didn't feel it. And then he was blowing across her face, ignoring him. Oh, He's a God. right moaner, isn't he? I do feel... More work to be done, my friend. <laughs> Yes, come on. Like on earth, what's it? Like on earth, we rest and sleep to rejuvenate our bodies. Let's get on with the excitement. So we want to know what goes on up there. But for us, it is our souls we are regenerating. Horrible image. We can create whatever space we want to help us relax. Me? Here we go. I keep choosing the beach and the gentle sea lapping in the distance. For someone like me who doesn't really like the sea. The beach, I mean, oh, I prefer God. a pool, don't you? Oh, my God. I was, I was literally going to discuss that with you yeah. later. I don't like... Stop the music. Sand, you see. Oh, it gets in your toes and also, all that. it's oh. not so bad now, but back in the 90s, you used to dig your fingers into the sand. Fag butts. Yes. There's always a chance there's going to be some broken glass or something. Or a plaster. Do you know, when I was about, uh, let's say, probably seven or eight years old, we went on holiday to Bournemouth, down near Highcliffe. And we were sat around there, and a woman was going mad because she'd lost a diamond engagement ring uh. in the sand. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm going to help her find... I was determined to find this thing. And do you know what I actually thought to myself? I thought to myself, if I find this... And I, I do have powers. I do have powers, mm. as you know. If I find this, she might give me a pound note. How old were you? About seven or eight. And I thought, and I already had two, two pounds in my piggy bank. And I thought, if I have this, I'll have three pounds. That'd be really good. And do you know what happened? I actually found it in the sand. And I presented it. And do you know what she gave me? A pound note. And I'm going to... I tell you what I'm going to do. Powers. I'm going to find the photo of me holding up that pound note and I'm going to put it on the uh, uh, on the Patreon so you can see it. a treat for everyone there. That's a treat for anyone. And anyone who is not paying for Patreon, just look at that pound note and think what I could have now. That's what money looks like. That's what money bloody... Get yours out. (laughs) Bloody well looks like. Yeah, but those are my super skills. My paranormal skills for... Right, let's get back to the beach. Music, carry on. So he likes going to the beach. Away I go. As I doze, I feel the light vibration gently running over my body. Right now I'm interested. (laughs) I sense the different colour. It feels like small electric shocks rippling over me. It feels so good. Yeah, you've got one of them. (laughs) Uh, Mervy, my guide, stays with me, I think. As I sleep, he is there, and when I wake up, he returns. At the moment, he's trying to teach me to stop talking with my mouth. Oh, no, to project my thoughts. Project through my thoughts. He said, that's what I do. It is weird, but I am getting there. (laughs) Typical me, loving to learn, but always questioning why I'm doing it. Murphy understands me so well, he uses wits to communicate and teach me the new ways of creating laughter. Murphy, Murphy. I love the banter and the fun, and he knows if he wants to teach this old dog new tricks, he has to make it enjoyable, because I will learn much quicker 
And I do. It's like a comedy workshop. Oh, I love to spend time with my relatives and there are enough of them over here. I try to make sure I visit them every day, but I also like to get together with some of the lads from the pub who are over here. And together we have a laugh with each other, telling old stories and just enjoying being together. Don't laugh, but we've built our own pub. Oh, not that again. So unoriginal, isn't it? Yeah, God. Go on. It's white. I bet it is. And it's on this side of the harbour. It's white. <laughs> We're all white. We're keeping it that way. I won't break it. <laughs> yeah. It's filled with old-fashioned tables and Ooh. benches, little nooks and crannies all over the place. Ooh. And yet when we all start talking together, the walls seem to expand as if the building moves and breathes with us. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, all there talking, Brexit, this, that and the other. <laughs> I bet. I never forget to come and visit you all, Debbie. Every day I drop in just to check on you all. I will keep coming as long as you need me. Tell Mum I am watching over her and I'm so proud of her and how well she's managing without me. Tell her I will never move far away from her and I love the little changes she's making around the house, including the photo she has of me. It's very flattering. I was lucky to have her as my wife. I really was. Now, that is nice. Yeah. All piss-taking aside, I just want you to know that that can be a comfort to people. It's just some of the... Some of the details, do you know what I mean? About this, you know, in the pub and all that. I'm not sure I want... I don't go to the pub on earth that often. No, you? and I don't think tingling on the beach is particularly sociable, is it? Having a tingle on the beach by yourself. No, I don't think so. There's so many other people you can meet. David Bowie. You could meet him up there, couldn't you? You don't spend the whole time in the pool. Just doing what he used to do on, on Earth. I mean, gosh, dull, dull, dull. I guess he's new. Maybe you'll get over it. Well, good luck to you. I hope you have a wonderful time. And if we needed proof that there is life after death, Sandrea Moss's is it. If a ghost comes up to me and says, I'm real. That's that's the other way yeah. of, of, of doing it. Now, I told you we were going to have a barbecue. Linda did not turn up to the barbecue. I feel a bit weird about coming because Ruth's there and she's got like some sort of sausage obsession. She has got a sausage obsession. So I did not want to be in a location where there might be a sausage. No, fair enough. Well, have a little listen to this. This is what happened on Bank Holiday Monday at the Erskine Court Barbecue. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mr. Rollins. Hello, Peter. Oh, hello, Barry. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Nice uh, weather's been, yeah. been kind to us, hasn't it? It has been kind. It, it was a bit cloudy earlier, but it's all right now, isn't yeah. it? I'm really looking forward to this. I'm a bit of a whiz with the old uh, spatula. <laughs> I remember <laughs> last time, you, you, what, about three years yes. ago, we had the barbecue out during the Covid, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know what was going to get us the COVID or the salmonella from them wings that you done. They were shy, weren't they? In fact, she's never been the same since. As I look, is Irene up? Oh, she won't come down to join us. Still obsessed with cleanliness, that one. All right, Irene! You're not coming down? Come down for a burger. Stick your mask on. It's all right. Oh, God. Can you move that burger over in my sausage? Not a lot of room. Oh. What's the problem? Um, I don't want your sausage touching my burger, to be honest, Barry. Just move it over there like that. Don't. Can you can you not touch my burger with your sausage? What, my sausage just nudging your what? burger? Don't. Leave it. Leave it there. Look, look. I've got my burger there. Yes, I'm just... I don't want your sausage anywhere near my burger. There's just the tip of... Right. There's the tip of my chipolata touching your burger. I'm not having your tip touching my burger. It's just the tip, Mr Rawlins. It's just the tip nudging between your two burgers. Meh. I don't just fling that to the side. Oh, don't be so silly, Mr Rawlins. What a very petty small man you are. Hello, Ruth. All right, love? Hello, 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 everybody. Hello. Can, can I... Hello. hello, can I put my bean burger on there? There's a little bit of room for my bean burger. Is that all right there... with you, Mr Rawlins? Yeah, 
Rose, you're the uh, you're the lady who lives above me. Is that correct? Yes, that's me. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you, you're, you're the lady who does the uh, the old line dancing. Is that? Yeah, that's the old line dancing. Uh, up there, uh, banging away. Yeah, be honest, a little bit noisy at night. You doing that, Rose? Oh, no, that's not me. That's 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 Mrs. Stewart, the ghost of Mrs. Stewart. Oh. Ghost of Mrs. Stewart. What line yeah. dancer? Line dancer. She died in '93. Yeah, I know. She was a very active line dancer in '93 as well. Very, very fit, and she still line dances all the time. It's her. That's all very interesting. It does make a bit of a noise. It's a ghost, you say, is it? I don't believe that. I know, and I've asked her to be quiet. Could you maybe ask Mrs Stewart, she might do the line dancing during the day, you know, maybe not late at night, waking up Mr Rawley, or my wife. I, I have asked her, and I'll ask her again if that's okay. Mm. And could you ask, you know, quite vociferously? Because to be honest, it's getting on my nerves as well, Ruth. You know. Okay, I can I can ask her, but she might not. Well, she might have to if I speak to her. I will ask her yeah. because I like to get on with my neighbours, yes. and I, it's important. And 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 you know, she, she'd like to come to the barbecue, yeah. but. But, but she... Yeah, she's dead. She died in 93, that's why she can't come to the barbecue, my dear. She's dead. Yeah. I mean, he has, he has got a point. But she's a ghost, she's a ghost, you know. Yeah. She's a ghost, yeah. I can't, well... I don't believe in ghosts. Oh, I don't believe in ghosts. Oh, you again, Mr Rollins. <laughs> yes. Hello, Clinton. Hello, Clinton. Yes. Hello, Ruth. How's it going? Yeah, hello, Barry. Hello, Clinton. What have we got cooking here? I've got a bean burger, Clinton. Lovely. Mr Rawlins, how's, how's it going? Thank you for uh, doing this. You did a jolly good job uh, last time. Yeah, totally in control. And, uh, I'll just pop that there, just, just next to yours. You can put it by my bean burger if you want, Clinton. Well, well, that, I think that, I don't want my fat going all over your beans. I don't mind your fat going on my beans. Right, okay. J- just move that over there, please, Ruth. I mean, you won't, you won't be wanting my, you know, my. Uh, I want your fat on my beans, Clinton. All over it. Yeah. All right. Okay. That, I think that's probably enough, Ruth. Thank calm you. Calm down, Ruth. Please calm down. down. I think we've established the uh, so, barriers. Uh, Mr. Rock, do I have to put my burgers next to yours there? Well. To be honest, it's a bit of a free-for-all. Everyone's sort of mucking in, sticking everything all over the place. The only one that I said can come near me is, is, is the lovely Rose, but, well, you know, I'm it. sure you can probably just magic yours out. You know, that you need a barbecue or, 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 or any uh, condiment. You could just say the word and it's there. What are you talking about? Mr Rollins, I just simply want to use the bloody barbecue. I'll take no more. It's a miserable bastard. It's so who wants to go? Who wants to go? Who wants to be in charge? Ruth? Ruth? Do you want to be uh, in, in I, charge? I'll take me like that. Like Come on. I'll, I'll take over if you like. Come on. Give it to me then. I'll do it. I'll take it. Barry. Barry, just get, get up. Mr. Rollins, please. Just, just hand, hand me the spatula. I can deal with it all. Um, 
I'm never ever going to agree to do a barbecue in this premises ever again if it's going to be like this. What's the matter with you all of a sudden? Well, to start with, the burgers are mine. You're the, the sausage man. So I don't know what you'll do with my burgers. Right, um, this, is, this is the shittest barbecue I've ever been to. Forget it. I'm going back indoors. Yeah, go on. Oh, look, there he goes. Look at him. He's on his magic carpet. There he goes up to his little room. Oh, look on his carpet. He's through the window. Yeah, really. You know, we used to have a quaint old expression for someone like you when we was in the army, Mr Rawlins. A twat. Clinton's very ma- magic. Clinton's very... Yeah, yeah the ain't done you no know Right, OK, yeah. that's it. That's it. You two, obviously, from here. And I'm not part of it. Time off. See you later. Yes. It's very Rip. magic. Good. It's very Come magic. Good, good riddance, Rollins. Up yours. Right. He's gone. Stick my bloody fat where I like me, wouldn't I? <laughs> This is from. This is a three hundred pound right. story from Take a Break. Music, please. Back in time for love, Derek was my past, and my future by Angela McGilvery, who's fifty-seven. It was a rainy Sunday, and I was washing in the kitchen when I heard a voice. Derek. Washing up in the kitchen. Can you get it right? She wasn't uh, washing, washing in the kitchen. Well, some people do, don't they? What do they call well, it? A squatty wash. A squatty wash. Pits yeah. and bits. Pits and bits. <laughs> Carry on. Washing up in the kitchen. Okay. Washing up what? I froze. <laughs> Could be a bit. I don't know. I froze. Blimey, the, the, maybe the water had gone off. People don't want to pay for the, the heat of the water now. As far as I knew, I was alone in the house, Ugh. yet a moment later I heard the voice a second time. Derek, it said again quite clearly. A trained Reiki therapist and foot whisperer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that exists, a foot whisperer. What, what problems do you have with that, foot whispering? I know some people like feet. Yes. And I also know about some people really like feet and they're called shrimpers. That's right. No, no. This but I've is... never heard anyone whispering to feet. Well, it, 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 well it's not. Li- I don't think it literally means, you know, getting up close and going, please go away, athlete's foot. I bet people like that. Some people will oh, like that, God. won't they? Yeah. Like ASMR to the tootsies. I, am a li- I, I, I wish I was born with shoes on. Permanently, <laughs> I don't have any. I'm not. I'm not much of a one for feet myself. Do you know what I mean? I, I like to wear shoes. I don't like wandering around in bare feet. I have a friend who is in the public eye, right? Female friend. Oh right. Hold on. Music off. Go on. And we. What have we know this person? And I was Go googling on. her. Yeah. Because she has some right funny fellas into her, right? Right. Yeah. Not and not that she's weird or anything. Right. Just that they're weird, right? Right. And there's a whole website. Do- devoted to close-up shots of female uh, presenters' feet. So, like, if they're wearing sandals or something, or if they're doing a, a yeah. slot where they need to have no shoes on. Yeah. Some pervert, I'm going to say pervert. Go de- on. Deviant, for sure. Yeah. Has, like, freeze-framed it and put it online for other foot fetishists to look at. Well, this is true. I've got to tell you this. First of all, I want to know who this person is, a famous person whose feet they want to see. I'll tell you after. Okay. I don't want to send any more traffic to this No, no. Okay. Um, But this is true. This is really horrible. I don't even... I might have to delete this later. My own dear mother, a few years ago, was out shopping at Sainsbury's and a bloke said, look, we're doing a survey about shoes and got her to take her bloody shoes off. And and she was... Did you sniff them? Something like that. Oh, no. 
Now she's a very elderly lady, and and I, I, it's it made me feel a little bit sick. And and of that age, it's so horrible because that age group they want to help, don't they? Oh, you're doing a survey. What? It's got a clipboard. It must be real. Oh Christ, it's horrible. This is the thing about perverts. Yes. And I, this is a word to everyone. If yeah. you can think of it, there's someone that gets off on it. If you yes. can think of it, anything. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> anyway. From perverts to this. Right, carry Foot on. Whisperer. <laughs> Foot whisperer. I'd always been spiritual, so I wasn't exactly worried by the voice, but as far as I knew, I didn't know anyone called Derek. What could it mean? I was still pondering when my friend Alison knocked on the door with an excited expression on her face. Me? I've just been to see a medium, she said, and you'll never guess who came up in my reading. Who? I asked, intrigued. Derek, she grinned. My face crumpled. Now I felt really confused. Derek who? I asked. Derek McGilvery, she replied. You remember? He called himself a happy medium. We went to see him months ago to get readings done. Oh, I replied, as the penny dropped at last. Around eight months earlier, Alice and I had both gone to see a medium called Derek together. I think we got that. Can everyone stop saying Derek? (laughs) Stop saying Derek. I remember it had been strange, because as soon as I laid eyes on Derek, I had the strangest feeling that he and I had met before. But despite racking my brains, I hadn't been able to work out where I'd met Derek before. <laughs> At the time, I'd been a bit run down. I'd been hoping for a pick-me-up. Although he's, although the reading had been really accurate, Derek <laughs> had also told me lots of things I hadn't been ready to hear. So I'd come... He should have tried to say it into your feet. Maybe they could hear them. <laughs> so I'd come out of the reading a little bit annoyed. <laughs> Now, though, I found myself feeling strangely teary and a bit tingly. I told Alison about the voice I'd heard that morning, saying Derek's name. Well, now we're going to have to book something else. With him, Alex Alison grinned. I had to agree. But both of us being reminded about Derek on the same day, it did seem like his spirit, with a capital S, was nudging us in the direction Ugh. for some reason. We took a look at Derek's website and saw that alongside mediumship, he also did past life regression. I quite fancy that, I told Alison. Let's book Derek, I told Alison. A week or so later, she and I made the hour and a half journey from my house in Elgin Moray to Derek's therapy practice in Aberdeen. I didn't expect Derek to remember me, but Derek said, you look lighter than we first met. Cheeky bastard. He, oh, you're lighter. Spiritually, not... not oh, right. uh, he won't be fattest. Like a weight, I, uh, he smiled, and as soon as he saw me, it felt like a weight had been lifted. Alison recorded my session on her phone, the dirty bitch, from the corner of the treatment room, while Derek played with him. Oh, sorry, played music <laughs> and used his soothing voice to take me into a relaxed state. He'd soon guided me back to various different lifetimes across the ages. In one life, I'd been Jewish. In another, I'd been a posh merchant's wife. I'd already been under for quite a while when we reached the 15th century. It doesn't work like that. No. Go on. As I stepped back into the life I'd lived then, my body felt different, larger framed, as I found myself standing in a busy market, the smell of rotten food and pungent herbs all around. I expect as a foot whisperer, she didn't mind the smell too much. <laughs> pungent, she likes. Actually, I take it, stop the music a second, I take it all back, he did, he did say you look lighter. Because mm. he, he knew when she was a great fat old thing, and now he was, <laughs> that's why he wanted her, yeah. Derek. Anyway, music on again, please. Um, when Derek, when Derek asked, I gave my name as Mary McLeod and explained that I was originally from the Western Isles of Scotland and was a great fat old thing. No, but it ended up in Dundee. Are you married in this life, Derek asked? No, I, 
I replied cross uh, Mr. Derek there. But I'm being forced to be married by my dad. Is there anyone you would prefer to marry instead? Derek asked next. In my mind's eye, I immediately saw a powerfully built man holding his woven sack in his hand. Was his name perchance? Derek. <laughs> Don't say whether Derek's got a woven sack now, but any gone. My whole voice changed and I got all giggly and smiley as I answered, Charlie Anderson. He does Charlie resemble in your current lifetime? Derek asked me. In that moment, I felt an amazing warm glow in my heart, immediately oh. followed by feeling all teary and emotional again as I sat bolt upright. Oh, that lovely. And pointed to Derek. Oh, lovely. You, I said, with complete certainty. It was strange. Charlie and Derek didn't look the same at all, but their deep and caring blue eyes were identical, as well as their woven sack. <laughs> Still in a deep state of relaxation, I barely took in Alison giggling in the corner or Derek's own chuckle until I came round fully and remembered what had just happened. I immediately felt a bit embarrassed. Afterwards, though, we all went for a cup of coffee nearby, and despite what had taken place, I felt really comfortable around Derek. <laughs> Later, I texted to thank him, and he sent a nice reply. After that, we started messaging back and forth as friends. Oh. And Derek encouraged me to get back into being a therapist again. You're a healer and you need to start using your gift once more, he said. In fact, there's a therapy room going in my office if you're interested. This, I'm going to say. Yeah, go, stop the music. Go on. You're going to be cynical about it. I'm going to be woke. Go this on. is inappropriate. What? Because he has been, he, she has been his client, right? Yeah. He's managed to get her into a state where she said something, you know, crossed the line a little bit, saying that she should be married to him. So he knows that there's an undercurrent there, right? Yes. He continues to uh, encourage this by taking her out for coffee afterwards yeah. and uh, engaging in texting afterwards. Well, that's true. Yeah. But he's trying to get her into his office. That's it. And he's saying there's a... I mean, also, I'm not being rude about this. I'm not suggesting that this Derek bloke... Do you think he hypnotised her? Well, that's what I mean. She comes round and it's like, you know, you, there's no telling what was happening, you know, while she was unconscious. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. At least. Because she's hypnotising us with this account, because all I can think about is Derek, Derek, Derek. Can you? Well, exactly. Derek. All I can think about is Derek's feet and whether she whispered <laughs> Derek's bloody well feet. Where are we? Uh, Probably quite near a, a repetition of the name Derek. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. My office, if you're interested, he said. Just like that, Derek and I became colleagues and it turned out we worked really well together. He'd often call me down the corridor to help help out if he had a female client with a woman's issue. <laughs> <laughs> what women's issue? What couldn't remember jokes? <laughs> Had to talk all the way through the football. Which we're not with bollocks from men. <laughs> we're not with all the bollocks from men. Right, fair enough. <laughs> Outside work, we were never off the phone either. We had so much in common, and it almost felt inevitable when our friendship turned into more. Mm -hmm. Not long afterwards, we decided to set up a new practice together near my home in Elgin. Then, in May 2020. I found a blue diamond ring, oh this is nice, and a note under my pillow. Will you marry me? 
Of course, I said yes. By then, Derek had been regressed by his spiritual mentor, learning that back when he was Charlie Anderson, he'd wanted to propose to me as Mary, but I got stuck out in Australia after sailing there to make his fortune and he'd suddenly missed his chance. Hang on. Oh, he had got stuck blo- out in Australia after sailing there to make his fortune and sadly missed his chance. Right. This is getting bloody ridiculous. So in a previous life, he'd wanted to marry her, but she just chucked in there. He'd actually sailed off to Australia. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, now we've been brought together once more but the pushes from the spirit didn't stop once and Derek and I got engaged it was actually a rectangular shape a few days before our wedding I woke him at 3am after having a vision of a cherry red car with heated sheets we're going to Bucky tomorrow to buy a car I told him he was surprised as we hadn't discussed a new car oh I see I see I see she's actually very canny Oh. She knows she's got a suggestible man here, so she can go, oh, oh, Spirit's telling oh, me you spi- need to buy me a Prada handbag. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't trust her. Can, can, can somebody tell the, this lady? Yes, I will, I will. He was surprised, as we haven't discussed a new car, but the following day, we, oh, you've done that. Yeah. Can, can, can somebody tell the, this lady? Yeah, yes, I certainly will. Uh, the following day, we drove the 20 minutes to the next town where the man in the Vauxhall garage showed us the exact fucking car I described from my vision. Derek and I married in April 2022 at Elgin City Football Club. Oh, romantic. With the romantic time-travelling TV series Outlander as our very appropriate theme. My tartan and ivory dress was even made by the show's costume designer. Afterwards, Derek Derek and I drove to our honeymoon in Penzance, Cornwall. It's a bloody long way. In the car from my vision. Well, I hope... Good job they a new car. I, I, absolutely right. Yeah, go on. A year on, we're happily married and running our separate spiritual businesses together. He and I are twin souls who were forced to live apart all these centuries ago and now we are making up for lost time. That means they are at it like knives. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done to you. Doesn't say what they're up to now. He could have done that. He could have done that for all we know. That is a lovely story. Oh, of, and that just goes to show, Linda, that there is someone for you maybe in a previous life. Well, every old sock meets an old shoe, doesn't it? Well, appropriately enough for someone who is a foot whisperer. <laughs> all right, my love, get into that sort of thing. Maybe you've got a chance of meeting somebody. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just let someone uh, hypnotise me and then induce me into a weird relationship (laughs) where I end up working kind of for them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. While we've got you here, Linda, and while we... Hang on a minute, what am I doing here? (laughs) Well... (laughs) Have I been been hypnotised to working with you? (laughs) Yeah, and wipe that off there. I don't know how that... (laughs) I don't know how that got there. <laughs> I think you jogged me when I was eating that yogurt. <laughs> anyway, Paula, o- Paula O'Brien's pendulum. Right. Got a decision to make. Don't know what to do. Psychic Paula O'Brien's pendulum will give you the answer. This is the pendulum predicts. Remember this one? You swing I mean, the pendulum in, in fate and fortune and it will tell you what to do. The first predicament, please. I'll just Can I just make a... Or can I... Please, dear listener. Yes. If you are at a crossroads in your life, yes. I would suggest you speak to a loved one, someone that trusts and knows you, rather than writing to some woman who's, yeah. who swings a necklace about for you. That's okay. All I'm, gonna say. all I'm saying to you, and I know you're cynical, I believe in this stuff, and sometimes the spirit world can give you answers in the shape of a 
statement well, necklace. Let, if we look at it, what looks like something from Claire's accessories. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or, or, or from Anne Summers, actually. That yeah. one. No, that one. That, that has come what? from an ancient mystical royal Elizabeth Duke or the end of a that looks a little bit like what I've got at the end of my curtain pole you know I've got one yes it does it looks like a bit of a, a can we get on with it is it better to lie my sister is pressuring me to go on holiday with her I love her dearly but to be perfectly honest I also find her quite irritating and oh. <laughs> I don't think I'd enjoy a holiday with her I don't want to hurt her by telling her the truth but I really don't want to go away with her should I just lie and make an excuse Angie, 56, Winchester, Hampshire. Now, the pendulum says this. We're going to get to you in a minute, Linda, on what your thoughts are. The pendulum says yes. I think in this case, a little white lie may be more beneficial. Mm. If you tell her how you truly feel, you could actually damage your relationship indefinitely. I feel the pressure for you would be enough to make you snap. The pendulum says yes to protecting you both. From the truth, my question to you, Linda, yeah. have you been away with an annoying family member? You don't have to name this person, <laughs> right? Is there so? Uh, have you done it? Was it a nightmare? Would you rather have not done it? Well, of course, you know, I get on very well with my sister because we are currently living together in close yeah. quarters yes. and uh, we get on very well. But yeah. we also know that for our own sanity, we need our own space at times. Yes, yes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you know what? I would suspect that your sister also feels that for this person. Oh, good point. Right. That and, is a good point. Uh, and maybe she's asking you to go on holiday with her because she fears you may not get to go away otherwise. Sometimes siblings like you to to invite you along because you, you can look after the kids or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, God, yeah. It's a little bit of help. I remember going away with... Um, all right, I went away with Karen and her lads right, on holiday a few years ago to Portugal and it was a lot of fun but I did have to deal with the kids a lot and I was sort of supporting her this is what happens when you've not got kids you know I'm the fun auntie as well that's right? it you um, have to but, but the reason you are a fun auntie is because you don't have to do it all the time that's right there was one occasion where I which was really I got told off where <laughs> this is no word of a lie one of my nephews was swimming in the pool and he jumped down. He was quite young. He's probably only about 10 years old to pick up what he thought. Oh, no. Yeah. Was a ball at the bottom of the pool. Because most people had been diving for... And it was some human faces. <laughs> which he described to this day as the worst moment of his life where he brought it up to hand it to someone he thought was playing. And it was a poo a human poo right and so he came to the surface and went success. yeah oh great and he pulled it up and there was a turd in his hand now I got the blame for that somehow There's babies in the shallow end isn't it yeah, Christ put yes probably on him, you put should. a nap yeah exactly but the funny thing is such a British resort the word went round it's so funny. You know, you can go and see the Elgin marbles, but there was nothing spread like wildfire. Apparently there was a poo in the main pool. What? Did you hear that the... Did you hear, did you hear... Yeah. <laughs> did you hear the... Apparently there's a poo. Uh, you know, you were hearing mobile phones. Uh, there's a poo found at the pool. We're just, we're just playing tennis. You get yourself up here. They've, they've, they've drained the pool. There's... there's uh, what's that? There's a poo in the main pool. Yeah, yeah. Get up here. We're just going to go and have a beer in the bar. No, no, leave that. Come and have a look. There's a poo. Someone's found a poo. I mean, it's so British, isn't it? Apparently, there was a poo situation. <laughs> cold brown. Jeez, it was a cold brown going on. It was just like that. Jesus Christ. So British. <laughs> the rumour is there's a poo. Honestly, yeah. So, that's the thing. You do, sometimes you're invited along to look after people. Yeah. Well, you got blamed for that. 
Was it your well, not for it? me doing it, no. But, you know, for not supervising me enough. How are you to know How do I know? I can't follow him down. And What am I supposed to do? Take a Petri dish down, take a little <laughs> sample of it, bring it up. No one anticipates a poo in the pool, do they? Of course they don't. But maybe they should. <laughs> maybe too, because it does happen. Might, I might I've start a website. Holidays as well, to be honest. Well, that was a problem with your drinking case, too much, was, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. That was an un, unnappied baby. This is what happens. It's all very lovely, and you get some nice pictures of that lovely little baby yeah. bottom, all bare in the t- in the th- pool. Yeah. They cannot contain themselves. No, and it's so horrible. People in their bare feet. If it, I mean, that woman being a, a, a foot whisperer, you imagine if she had to, you know, she conducted her business. With some business on the end of a toe. In our case, it was a dad who went down to retrieve what his son thought was a leaf, and then it came up to be a bit of little baby poo. I bet he was. I bet he came up like, so we have jaws. You know, Christ. And there's us saying that we preferred pools to the sea. Actually, maybe the sea. At least you know there's turds in there. Oh God. Especially in the British ones. Oh my ones. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Have you heard of the expression uh, a sea of faces? <laughs> I've got a new one since the water companies. A sea of feces, I call it now. <laughs> Will my boss get what she deserves? My boss is a bully. I've worked for her for 12 years, and although our underhand tactics are common knowledge, nobody seems to care enough to stop her. Now, she's had a serious complaint made against her, and she's fine. is she finally going to get her comeuppance? Pendulum says, undecided. Mm, I feel your boss is an artful dodger and has enough tactics to get her out of the most difficult of situations. I do feel, however, that if you all got together, it may be a battle she simply can't win. Well, this is what I say. Clinton, can somebody tell the, this lady? Yes, I will, if I ever see it. Have you ever been bullied, Linda? Only as a kid. In the workplace. In the workplace? It's Sometimes it's difficult to know, isn't it? People can bully you, but you'd be sort of passive-aggressive. I did have a scenario once where there was a little bit of office jealousy going on. Yeah. And I went to the Christmas party. Right. And there was a little covert, little gaggle of people. Oh, yes. Who were definitely giving me the cold shoulder. You're joking? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah, yeah. And did you confront them? Or did you just go... Mm. No, I've kind of... You know, at the time, you're just thinking, oh, that can't be right, that can't be right. And then on the way home, I thought, oh, that was rubbish. I'm not going to one of them again. I, as a self-employed man, never go to Christmas parties, though I do like to hold my own Christmas party where I go and sit on the photocopier, photocopier, <laughs> photocopier me on bomb. Then I try to get off mis- with myself well. in, in the, the stationery cupboard and then I can't face myself the next day no, a bit when weird, I'm back in work. It's all a bit weird. I want to tell you about... But this is a little passive-aggressive bit of bullying. I did a gig the other night. I'm going to be very, very careful. I was down in... I'm not going to tell you where I was. I was on the South Coast, yeah. right? And this is how passive-aggressive bullying happens. I was headlining a show. Yes. And one of the comedians says to me, he'd been on before, and he'd done 15 minutes, and he says to me, uh, oh, yeah. I was waiting to go on. It was I was the final act. And he goes, uh, yeah, I wonder what the audience are going to be like. And I thought, hey, why are you saying that? I wonder what the audience will be like. He'd already said they're great. Oh, I wonder what they going to be like. Yeah, it's getting hot in there. It's, uh, oh, it's getting a bit late in the evening. And I thought... Are you trying to put, you you off, yeah. put me off? And I'm going to say, I tell you how it's going to go. I'm going to fucking take the roof off the place. That's how it's going to go. As always! <laughs> That's how it's going to go. That's what the audience is going to be like. Little bastard. But it's that stuff, isn't it? It's like when you when you walk away and go, was that a zinger? Yeah, and you go, hold on just a minute. Yeah. 
That's what that party was like. It was horrible, that. And do you know how well I did at that gig? I smashed it. Yay! Up yours. Up yours, Delors. <laughs> uh, so, listen. We, oh, we've come to the end. Oh, on that slightly bitter oh, note. On that bitter note. Listen... I want to thank you people for listening. Are you going to come to the 100 Club? I, I think it's probably sold out. I know two people who are coming because they approached me uh, at a, a recent uh, gig I went to. Yeah, how do they know who you are? I don't know. How do they know your face? I don't know. I mean, it's a unique look. I'll, I'll grant you that. I mean, it might have been the third tit. Well, did you trip over it? No, I did notice they both had a little scan downwards to see if they were indeed three and saggy. Yeah. And I'm happy to say I was very well upholstered that night. Yeah, what, you had all three pushed up (laughs) sort of thing. Tucked up nicely, Tucked up nicely. Well, look, hopefully, if you want to see Linda's three tits, do come to the 100 Club. There's not 100 of them, there's three of them. There aren't three! But no, they're not. But listen, please... uh, They are, really. Uh, Please come. It's on the 25th of June. I mean, we think it's probably sold out. If not... Well, Wait there, I'll tell you when the other one's out. It's on me, on me. Diary. There's still time for you to get your hands on the other ones. So right, okay. Brace so, yourselves. Sunday the 24th of September. Do you hear that? Sunday 24th of September. September. Uh, Sunday the 15th of October. 15th of October, that's a Sunday. Sunday. They're all Sundays. Sunday the 3rd of December. Sunday the 3rd of December. And that is a, that's going to be our Christmas one. That'll I be a right laugh. November. I did November, did I? Did I say November? I don't remember. Say it again. November is um, Sunday the 26th of November. Right. Google it. If, if Google you've not got it. a pad and pen, and who does? And Google gonna, it. We're going to do another one at the end of January. Oh, also, what an excellent Christmas pre- early Christmas present. Oh, come oh on. God, a birthday come, present. Come along. You know it's going to be fun, and there'll be comedians on as well. It won't just be us. T- we're not going to talk for bloody two hours, are we? Why don't you come along? You Why come along. don't you? I'll tell you what you go to. You go to... Uh, uh, where do they go to? WeGotTickets.com yeah. and look for Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance. It's yeah. at the 100 Club, 100 Oxford Street. That's enough of the hard sell. What are you going to be doing now, Linda? What am I going to be doing? I'm trying to get my car sorted out. I think it's haunted. Well, listen, lots of love to you and see you next time. Oh, it's David Bowie. He'll be along next week as well. Linda, until next time. Goodbye. Well, thank you once again for joining us to Linda, David Bowie, Dan Baines, Matt Early, Sally Ann Haywood, Luke Sauber. My sincere thanks to you. Also to David Brinkworth for this fantastic music. Words and singing by the fantastic glow. Hopefully see you soon at the 100 Club. And if not, why don't you get tickets to see my UK tour roller coaster from March 2024. Tickets at Clinton Baptist. 
facebook.com forward slash tour. Bye. But there's definitely no rainbows or farts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.